When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for taking the time to download this episode of the Manchester Football Social. In today's show, we react to Man City getting through to the FA Cup final with somebody that was there on a free ticket in a posh seat. Plus, uh, we react live as the other semi-final unfolded throughout the show. Anyway, it's all here. Enjoy. Manchester Football Social. So this is it, the voice of the fans. Manchester Football Social representing all the teams but representing just two of them right here in the blue corner myself representing Man City it's Ant McGinley and opposite me it's me oh where's your microphone gone why can't I hear your microphone just change the that'll be that one that one appears to be broken so I'm Alex Boardman I spot United this is what happened last uh, in the last sort of 24 hours really City are through to the FA Cup final Hooray! unfortunately um, they beat Brighton 1-0 and they were I won't say they were lucky I thought it was a game they managed quite I, well I thought really. Brighton did very well mm, I mm. don't know if I agree with you Wolves and Watford though in the other semi-final to find out who you will play they're currently 2 all. they've just gone to extra time I know we were all set up ready to speak to a Wolves fan and talk about like how excited it was going to be a great game and then Watford have come back from nowhere yeah, yeah, they were two down, and they looked absolutely dead and buried. They got a 90-second minute penalty that Troy Deeney smashed home. Uh, and in other Premier League news, Arsenal went down to Everton. Yeah, which makes it all very interesting for United, who didn't play this weekend. United didn't play, but um, I think there's two points separate Tottenham in third and United in sixth. So it's really tight. Arsenal, United and Tottenham have all played the same amount of games as well. And again, Liverpool have gone back up to the top after beating Southampton 3-1. Yeah. So again, dodgy, dodgy, little bit dodgy. That was yeah. Friday. That feels like it was two days ago. ago, but it feels like it was last year or something, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it all means now that you don't have much choice because whereas before, like a couple of weeks ago, you might have gone, you know what, we'll just step aside and let City win the derby. Now you don't really have any choice in that, do you? Well, you should have um, found some audio of me ever saying that, and you won't do because <laughs> I, I don't care. We need to, we need to go out and we you need said to beat it to me loads. No, no, I said what I said was. I wouldn't be as sad if we got beat in the derby. I still don't think it'll happen. I think we'll beat in the derby. Right. I really do. And, and that could potentially give the league to Liverpool. You'd be all right with that. You'd sleep well. Fine, absolutely fine. Yeah, it's not yeah. really... To be honest, if it's not United, I don't care. I don't care. City, Liverpool... I suppose if I had to pick one, I'd maybe slightly rather City won it than Liverpool. But, you know, once United can't win it, I don't care. And if it meant we have to lose a game... If we had to lose the toss to City... I wouldn't even want to do that. Do you know what I mean? You can't go into a game, especially with Derby going, oh, I don't mind if we get beat. Oh, I don't mind if we draw. No, we need to win. Well, it's a big week for both clubs because uh, United have got some team called Barcelona. Yeah, that should uh, be an easy. That's yeah, pretty much no, a 3 0 buy, isn't and, it? And uh, City have got the uh, first of three games this month against Tottenham are coming up on Tuesday. But before we get into that, Let's look back at what happened yesterday. And rather than just me and you talk about it, let's speak to somebody that was actually there. Michael was down at Wembley. Michael. Hello. How, right? how, how was the whole experience? 
Well, I'm quite honest, you just caught me in the middle of a massive yawn uh, <laughs> and it's still going on from yesterday. <laughs> when you when you threw to me then I was yawning and I thought, Oh god, this is still this is a hangover from yesterday. <laughs> it's it so seemed, boring. I saw the first half and City scored like three minutes in and it was like, Oh well this is gonna be a four or five nil romp and it just yeah. never quite happened. Was it City complacency? Were Brighton good? Um, I'd like to think it's uh, season management rather than complacency and that we're thinking if we can do this I don't even think they got out of first maybe they got out of second gear into second gear sorry uh, but I just think we're, we're, we've got to think about not just the game we're playing we've got to think ahead and using the whole squad and not uh, you know going into things too uh, rashly and trying to score a million goals like he always usually wants to do I don't really think we were ever in danger apart from that one time when Laporte played off the line I think yeah was that, that I so saw that as a highlight was that was in the last yeah. sort of five ten minutes wasn't it at one yeah, yeah yeah and obviously the threatening from set pieces and in the air and they had a go but it, it just did feel like um, we were really not really sort of going at full pelt I, th- I think they said a statistic. Glenn Murray got taken off, didn't he, and at some yeah. point in the second half. But there was a st- statistic in the first half, I think. He'd not had a kick. He'd not had a touch in the last third of the of the, of the pitch. So basically from, like, just outside City's area. He just hadn't even got the ball. And I, I wonder if City were a bit there for the taking. Were you surprised at just how poor Brighton were overall? Because it looked like they, they got the tactics wrong, I think. Um, well, they, I think their their idea is keep it a low score as possible and then maybe snatch something at the end. Because a couple of times I was actually in the posh seats with their, on sort of their side of the ground. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Was, the posh seats? How do you get tickets yeah. for the posh seats? Aren't they dead expensive? No, no, they give them away for free when we can't fill the ground. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I got a free ticket. Yeah, wow. I, work for a, I work for a concert promoter who put on Ed Sheeran at Wembley, so they were just dishing out tickets because obviously they need it. They need the stadium to be full, so you'll, so people will be buying beer and what have you. Mike, when, um, we fi- when we finish this bit today, make sure you stay on and we'll get Niall to make sure you've got our numbers as well for future. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like I say, if you ever want to get to Wembley, uh, go and watch City because there's plenty of tickets available. It's over there <laughs> so often, to be fair. <laughs> this is coming from a City fan, by the way, obviously. No, it's over there all the time and it's expensive i don't i don't blame people for for sort of picking so what, what was the now, face value of the tickets you had uh i don't know it was the club wembley you know the second tier uh wow so is that the bit yeah. when the camera shows and the seats are always empty because everyone's having like <laughs> canapes and free booze and no that's uh that's on level one by right. the touch lines isn't it on sort of level with the with the managers and that um this was more sort of like you're in nice seats but you're paying for everything <laughs> Right, so, okay. uh, there, were, there were any canopies or prawn sandwiches going around, uh, Alex. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was weird because when we scored, I, I took my cousins who'd already bought a ticket and got them uh, got them in there, and they were a bit they'd been going to sign in the morning. <laughs> and when Jesus scored, we were going berserk, and it was just us, like no nobody else around us. Wow. But, uh, just to go back to your actual question, um, they were. They were playing little neat bits, but it was all to get out of trouble from our pressing. And their fans were going mad when they were doing, like, stringing three or four passes together because they had nothing else to cheer. Because you're right, they weren't getting it up to them quick enough. But it's because we're strangling them and, and, you know, they can't they can't get out because we're just right on them uh, with that high press that we have. So it was hard for them, really. And, you know, they haven't got as good players as us. So No, they haven't. It, it was, it they look like a real golfing class. So have you got yeah. any preference... Because Wolves 
Watford 2-2 last I saw. It's about five minutes probably into it. Um, the extra time now. Do you have any preference? Who do you think would be the easier game or do you think you'd rather have one because it might be a better game? Um, I think you'd have to say Watford because we do usually tonk them home and away. Uh, I think <laughs> no complacency no, that there. Arrogant. That sounds horribly arrogant. But I'm just going. I'm just like Rafa Benitez. I'm just saying facts. Um, so uh, I'd say them. Well, because also Wolves have that counter-attacking style, don't they? Which we're not always a fan of. Leicester have done us a couple of times with that counter-attack uh, in in the last few years, and um, and they've got a sort of they've got a bit of a swagger, haven't they, Wolves? Um, Whereas I think Watford are a little bit more up and down, and uh, also of course Wolves play amazing against the top six, don't they? For some reason, so I, yeah, you'd have to say Watford. I think. Are you not a little bit nervous though about us going to a cup final against a team beginning with the letter W? You know, because of yeah. them locked down oh, the road. Man. That was so miserable. That was one of the. I went to that one uh, and uh, it, it got obviously beat one 0 and it was very miserable. And then absolutely lashing it down and then stood and that. You know when you get the tube back or the train back, whatever at Wembley Park. Or, I never want to go through that again. So, I'm, su- yeah, I'm you surprised you got the tube and you didn't get some kind of Rolls Royce whizzing you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, free. <laughs> that was the that was the Wigan one, wasn't it? A few years ago. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, got to, exactly. I've got to ask you, Michael. The uh, yeah. the, the moment of controversy was mm-hmm. the yellow card for Kyle Walker, which went mm. to a VAR review. You were yeah. there. I don't know if you mm-hmm. were near where it happened. What did you see of it? No, I was at the other end, unfortunately. I saw it looked like one of those where they put their heads together and then someone does, like, the pushing motion rather than, you know, a sort of full-on, full-blooded headbutt. Mm. But I couldn't tell who'd done the initial... Cause did, he, did he, like, knock him into that advertising canvas or something not really he got upset about that I, I think like, what, what he was upset I, about that I think what happened was like the, the the Brighton player looked at Walker's socks and went hey those will fit my uh, studs perfectly <laughs> mm. and put them in no I think he was I think he's called Yohan Yohanbach Yohanbach yeah. you say it and yeah. he played quite well, actually. He was one of the brightest sparks for Brighton. And he ended up getting Danilo booked as well. Yeah, but he sort of just, his momentum carried on as he ran through. And I think he he stood on Kyle Walker's calf. Whether it was deliberate, I don't think it was deliberate. Then they got up and put heads together and yeah. uh, Walker sort of pushed him with his head away. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah, more of a push with his head than yeah. a butt with his head. Yeah. And to be fair, he didn't make much of it, Johan Bax. He just kind of, he just, right. like, put his arms yeah, out. I think, say, it, what you I doing? think if that had been Champions League, he would have dropped like a oh, stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd oh, still yeah, be rolling yeah, yeah. round. Do you know what I mean? If that was one of the PSG players or something. If that was Di Maria, he'd, he'd be in hospital now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been in the ground. It, I, so I'm dead against VAR, um, but it seemed to me uh, that it went quite quickly. It didn't actually take like the full three or four minutes, as some of them do. Oh, that's good. If, if, if that's true, or no, it seemed you know, to be quick on the telly as well. Can be different. Yeah. 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 So I, I am dead against it because football's about rhythm, and it takes the rhythm out of the game, doesn't it? VAR, because you, you know you're stopping and you can't, and it's you have to get get going again. Um, just talking about the Brighton players, though, one of their players got man of the match, didn't he? Um, the small lad on the left wing, uh, number eleven. What's he called? Oh God. Uh, the French lad, the winger. Knockart, is it? Knockart, thank you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. French, anyway. Yeah, he got man of the match. He was good the was first a... half that I saw. He was it's, good. An, it's unusual yeah. to get man of the match and be in the losing team as well, which shows how well yeah. he did. 
Yeah, I suppose so. And, and, and also the fact that we didn't have a standout player, really. Uh, I mean, the goal we did score was vintage, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. But, and then it was oh, like, right. Great ball. It was, it was beautiful. It and we, we almost yeah. got one right at the end with Sterling as well. Michael, we're going to let you go, mm-hmm. but will you do us a favour? Um, just well. see if you can sort us out with tickets for uh, Cup Final and also possibly Madrid on the 1st of June, will you? Yeah. Of course, easy, no yeah. problem. I think I'd rather see Ed Sheeran than the FA Cup final this year, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, Michael. All right, thanks a lot, boys. Thank you. you. If you want to get in as well, 0345 on the phones or on Alex's favourite method of yeah. getting in touch with people. Text us 87711 or you can tweet us at MCR Footy Social. Yeah, and you can use those numbers and contact details shall we say all the way throughout the week because that this show runs all the week on excess manchester different presenters different days uh, but today you've got me and alex so that red card thing hmm. um do, what's your personal thought on that obviously it was a yellow card it went to a review do you think that was fine well when i first saw it when it happened i was like dead excited so i was like yes walkers off because it felt like there was going to be no game whatsoever city were already one up by then mm-hmm. and i was like oh walker's gonna go off city are struggling for fullbacks as it is this could turn into a bit of a game um and then when i saw it replayed in slow motion i was like if he gets sent off for that i think it's I think he's nonsense, really, because they, they both put their heads together. He was re- reacting to something that he perceived had happened that I still think was an accident. I don't think he meant it. I think he was just running and he, he couldn't really get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as they sort of pushed, put their heads together, Walker kind of did more of a push. He didn't like... We both do bits of martial arts. That's not how you headbutt someone, is it? You didn't like lock his <laughs> neck and push right through to headbutt him to break his nose. I, I, I just like that, advertising that. And if you'd like to find out how to headbutt someone, just come and see us after the show and we'll line you up. But it wasn't a proper headbutt, was it? It was a push. No, the, the thing is for me, so I agree with you on that, it was an accidental contact because it was just Walker was shielding the ball, they kind of fell over and he ended up standing on the back of his calf. Now, Walker took that as if he'd been stamped on. Right? Obviously, it's yeah, a yeah. high-pressure high game turnaround. And so I think two issues. First of all, one, the fact that he reacted to it. And that is the thing that you, you always see people getting in trouble for, is because they've reacted the to retaliation. it. Retaliation. Retaliation, yeah. exactly that. And as well, the way he got in his face, even before the actual little silly downward motion of the head, that was very aggressive as a stance. Now, there was no actual like blood or broken bones. But that, if you did that to somebody at work... You'd be in a lot of trouble. I if, don't think if you, you would. did that. If I you did that in the would. pub, they'd ask you to leave. Again, I don't think you would be asked to leave. What in kind the of pub. pubs are you drinking in? It depends. If you were, um, if if you were in a pub and you were the regular, this right. is what I think. The landlord would go, "Hey, come on, what are you do?" In fact, everybody would just go, "Come on, everybody, calm down and just separate." And have a, there wasn't. It wasn't a punch. Wasn't a head boy. It was. A, it was a nothing. It was a nothing. I. Th- I think. I think. The way the game's going, off. That is, that is. If not this season, next season, that will be a red. Well, it's been a red for the last ten years. Anything like that. That's the other, the sort of inconsistency um, of it all, isn't it? Because you're now going to, you see that incident, and you go, ten years ago, that 
that's from 10 years ago. That's been a red card. And it wasn't 20 years ago, was it? And just being told, actually, Watford um, have just gone in front. Delafeo scored again. So Watford are beating Wolves. So it looks like City could get Wolves. Completely, no, Watford. Watford, sorry. Yeah. Completely, completely ruining the show because we had it all lined up and planned to speak to all these Wolves fans and yeah. get ready and kind of go, bit of banter about going ahead for it. And actually, it all seems to be changing. And if you've not had a chance to see any of the games tonight, are you, how many microphones do you want to break today? Hang on, I'm not in charge of any of these buttons. You've just you've just pulled the thing off. What's... So here's another here's another talking point from that game. Danilo yes. got booked and did absolutely nothing. He didn't touch the man. Yeah, and that, yeah. and that was, and that was the same play. Game. It was the yeah. same play. Yeah. Now here, so what's what's strange about that? So he didn't make anything of it in the first half when um, the the alleged headbutt with Walker. So he did, if he'd have gone down rolling on the floor, it would have been a lot harder for the ref not to send him off. I think. Uh, in the second half, he doesn't. He didn't get touched. Um, flies, rolls round as if he's been crippled by the tackle, and gets Danilo booked. And people are saying, "Oh, is De- should Danilo have um, gone in like that? He was out of control and stuff." I just think, call it what it is. It's cheating that he just went down. He wasn't touched. Yeah, because it seemed to be that he actually he, he he dodged the tackle, and then after the tackle had gone past, he then faked a stumble and fell. That's yeah, yeah. What, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, and people say, oh, he's anticipated the contact. I even think um, one of the commentators yesterday said, oh, he's, he's been quite clever there by, for going down, and he just go, hang on, just say he's cheated. Yeah. He's but, cheated. But then shouldn't they have the... I, I, don't, I don't know if the VAR should have come in at that point. Anyway, Michael was at the ground yesterday. He said VAR worked well. Yeah. What was interesting at Wembley, unlike a lot of the stadiums, has two screens. So wherever you are, you're able to see the right. screen. Uh, at, at both ends of the pitch, so maybe that's where it's working towards. But they don't replay the incident, they just did Yeah, that so was, th- there's not that. that. That was a bit of a shame. There was another thing about Sterling giving some tickets to kids. Did you see that? I've seen this on Twitter, I didn't see this live. I'll tell you what, we'll talk about that in a minute. If you want to get in touch with us, 0345-111-7625, or you can text us 87711 at MCR Footy Social, and we'll talk about free tickets and Raheem Sterling next on the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back, everyone, to the Manchester Football Social. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can call us on 0345 117625. You can text us on 87711 or you can tweet us on at MCR Footy Social. My name is Alex Boardman. I'm a Man United fan, which, of course, is the best way to be, isn't it? That's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember how happy you were before Christmas? Miserable, but yeah. still happy. Just exactly. happy generally because I'm no, a United fan. Don't think so. The, obviously, the right way to be is a blue. Uh, like myself, Ant McGinn, the Man City fan, and we're here as we are every Sunday throughout this season. Season's coming to an end. It's the last mm. really busy month of action. A couple of shows in May, but you can keep in touch with us wherever you are. Maybe you're going away for Easter. And you, you, you can get us on the podcast. All you need to do is go wherever you get your podcast from and look for Manchester Football Social. Or if you want something dedicated uh, to your lot for some reason, it's the Manchester United Football Social. Or you can find the Manchester City Football Social as well. Right, that's good then, because I don't want to listen to that City nonsense. <laughs> Speaking of City nonsense, um, they were lucky to get through yesterday. They beat Brighton 1-0. With a great goal in the semi-final. Which shows De Bruyne's back on form at his best. Wonderful. And currently it looks like they'll be playing Watford, who 
Um, with about 50 minutes to go in this uh, FA Cup semi-final, they were 2-0 down to Wolves, but they've had three shots on goal and scored three goals. Hey, Watford. Delaware Fay, who came off the bench, he's had two shots on goal and scored two goals. You know what the most exciting thing about that is going to be? Elton John. Yeah, on the build-up, you know, <laughs> on the day, that whole thing, they'll build up and there'll be loads of Elton John in that. So There <laughs> will. So there's been a few talking points from this um, from the FA Cup semis this weekend. A little bit of league news. Arsenal went down to Everton today in the league. Yeah. 1-0. So Arsenal, um, between Tottenham in third and United in sixth, there is two points difference and they've all bar Chelsea played the same amount of games. Chelsea have got one game in hand. I think they play tomorrow night. Um, so that's really, that's a very exciting battle as well. Liverpool, as you say, won on Friday, so they're back top of the league. Uh, but City have got a game in hand on them. So it's it's sort of hotting up. It's going to be a really, really exciting I'm, month. I'm just really enjoying this. You as a United fan, they're talking about how exciting it is to be competing for sixth. <laughs> no, they're not competing for sixth. They're competing for Europe. Um, and after the, mess, be sixth? after the mess Mourinho made to be within two points of third is... Fantastic. Absolutely incredible achievement. Anyway, talking about a couple of things that happen in these FA Cup semi-finals. Few talking points. First one, we mentioned it just before the break. Um, Raheem Sterling. Because yes. City City famously didn't sell all their allocation of tickets. I think they At got... 2,000 or something they handed back, I think. Was yeah, do you get 28 or 32,000 and they either sold 28 or th something like that. There's a couple that they handed back. Raheem Sterling, however, who seems to be pretty much guaranteed player of the year from what it's oh, happened in the last that, few like weeks. OBE or, or a knight or a sir, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's, he looks like he's going for like man of the year, doesn't yeah. he? So Time. he gave five, he bought 550 tickets out of his own money um, and gave them to school kids at the school he used to go to, which is near Wembley. Yeah. Um, so this was... Um, it's 3-3, by the way. Wolves have equalised. You're joking. What a game this seems like. Yeah, you tell what, you, you just carry on talking. I'm going to go and watch the rest of yeah, the game. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can get the Wolves fan back. Um, so, yeah, so Sterling... Uh, sorry, 33,000. No, I've got... A, I've got a, I misheard that, absolutely. <laughs> just completely so destroyed. Yeah, me. so it's three two, still 3-2 two to Watford. Um, so, yeah, so Sterling... Um, he bought these tickets and then they did a bit of a, a thing like that's been all over Twitter and I think it was Sky, wasn't it? I saw this, it was at half time, wasn't it? With, with yeah, Dan yeah. Walker and the, some of the kids from the school with the city scarves and, and he went up and he spoke to them all. Yes, yes. So it's a really great gesture from Sterling, right? And I think it's boring to talk about how many empty seats there were and stuff because it's just been played out now. It feels like that debate okay. is over. Um, but they got these four kids up. Bearing in mind, he's given 550 tickets away and Dan Walker goes to who do you support and the, the kid goes Arsenal who do you support Chelsea fair enough they're in London it's a yeah. London school yeah, yeah. then the next two who do you support United who do you support Man United right so it's funny it's a great little Twitter thing we could all have a bit of a laugh of, uh, but even as a United fan I'm thinking hang on he's done something really nice here. he's given 550 tickets to kids who probably would never have been able to afford to go. They get to go and watch a game of football live, yeah. right near their own like home. So they, you know, there's not even a travel problem. They can probably walk there. You're telling me out of those 550 tickets he bought, they could not have rustled up four actual genuine City or Sterling fans because I don't believe it. So I think it just feels a bit like nasty. That feels like it is a nice story, and they've tried to make something extra of it and give it a, a kind of. 
just a tone that wasn't needed. Do you know what I mean? So do you mean a bit, a bit like there was all those negative stories about Sterling before about like having an ice cream after not winning Young Player of the Year? Yeah, and buying or his mum to, a kitchen and that right, kind of or thing. Or going to the pound shop or then, you know, having two holidays or flying with EasyJet, all those stories. Yeah, about, yeah. Do you, th- do you think it kind of comes under that thing as well? Well, I think it's quite, I think it, yeah, I think I do. I think it's the same, I think it's just stories that don't really exist. But this just felt like, just give him a break. He's bought 550 tickets for a world of kids. Who cares who they support? Yeah. I'd have gone, you give me a ticket to any match free, I'll go whether I support them or not. I'll go and watch rugby, I'll go and watch cricket if you give me a free <laughs> ticket. Then it just seems like... Should I'll, I give your phone number out now? Yeah, just yeah, it, if you take free any, tickets to anything. I'll take anything. But um, it, it just feels like, Mean spirited, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think actually, I've seen a few people say this smells like a PR thing. So basically, like as a PR stunt, they've gone. You know what? We we've had a couple of thousand tickets that we've not sold. Let's distract away from that by giving it to a school, and we'll get one of our players to go back to his old school. Maybe there was some of that in there. Maybe mm-hmm. there wasn't. But I tell you what, if nothing else, it 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 builds a connection between the player and the public, right? Yeah, it's his old school. But to be honest, how often is he going to go back to that school? How often are they going to see him? Probably not very often at all. No. Let's, let's be completely honest. And anything like that we kind of build up, and, it, and it's a bit like it used to be. You know, you could go down to the training sessions. You could go down to the training grounds and just watch the players. Yeah, you used training. to be able to stand outside the cliff, and now you can't get into Carrington because there's yeah. barriers, so uh, you have to... The security at the Etihad is crazy for trying to get in. I mean, like, you can... You get to the checkout 27 at Asda's and they start looking at your phone because mm. you're a bit too close uh, yep. to where it is. But it, it's kind of, the, there's this sort of protection over these these players. And I think what they've done there was a really nice gesture. So uh, we're just a little round of applause for Sterling. Yeah, and also just, yeah, just leave it alone a bit now. Just give him a break. So you said earlier that you, you, you don't fancy watching the FA Cup final. Going off what's happening in the semi-final. Yeah, to watch that one. Yeah. I just don't think... I think City will win it. I don't want to go and watch City win it. I mean, even if it was like a free ticket, I think I'd, I'd, I'd take the Ed Sheeran ticket. Something interesting happened. See what you think about this in this um, in this other semi-final. There's a couple of talking points from this game, even though it's not finished. So Jimenez scored um, a really, really well-taken goal and VAR proves that it's, uh, it's onside um, and it was touch and go. But when Jimenez got the ball... Um, it looked at first like possibly a year's offside. Anyway, he scores. It was beautiful, beautiful finish. And he puts a mask on after he scored. Right. So that's been happening a bit, hasn't it? Because I, I saw the one where he put the Black Panther mask on a couple of weeks Yeah, the, what, of is it ago. Wakanda? Is that what it's called? I've yeah, not seen yeah, that film it, yet. It, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's great. So he's, do, he's done that. And it's like, um, they call Mexican wrestlers masks. Luchadors, yeah. Luchadors. I've, I've, I've got some. When we watch the Derby. What? <laughs> yeah, I've got like five of them. Why? I, 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 I've been to Mexico. Are you expecting to score a semi-final goal or something? I tell, I tell you what, because if, 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 we possibly have a game coming up as a team, uh, which is still being worked out, and we'll give you details on that so you can come down and watch it if you want as well. I'll bring the mask to that, and in in the off chance that I complete a pass, I'll put one of those Yeah, I was going to say, because you're going in nets, aren't you? So you won't be scoring. But anyway, if, if so firstly, it seems like you don't get booked for putting a mask on. Right. But you do get books, of course, for taking your shirt off or having a slogan on your T-shirt, which is normally get well soon to, like, somebody who's ill or something like that, or we miss your dad to somebody's relative. Yeah. Who's just which is died. a nice message. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think that 
warrants a yellow card, but it gets a yellow card anyway. And so, you do get a yellow card for excessive celebration, which is taking the shirt off or going into the crowd or anything yeah, like yeah. that. And so, Sterling got sent off last season, remember, for antagonising at the end of the game. Seemed to be antagonising the crowd. I think it was against Bournemouth away. Yeah, Some it happened with Rooney minute. about four years ago when we came back from losing 2-0 and we won 3-2 and he, yeah. he scored the winner and said something into the camera and then he got a, like a retrospective ban and you're just like, oh, come on. Come on. Anyway, had he have had the goal shot, because at that point VAR was still undecided, would that be the most embarrassing moment of all to score a goal, put a mask on, and then have it shorts off a minute later? Because there's no way you can undo that, is there? I've not even thought about that. That's brilliant. Because as soon as it happened, I was thinking, VAR, VAR, VAR's going to cancel that. He's just... Because he's had to get the mask out that he's been carrying in his shorts, put the mask on, and then he throws it up to the side. Now, now here's the thing, right? So I've, I've got some football shorts. There's no pockets in them. So where exactly is he keeping that mask? And... In his undies. Yeah, so then do you really want to put that on your face? After it's, your you've been running it's your own undies, isn't it? There is that. <laughs> still, still, to be fair. Right, so then here's a question. If that then becomes a bookable offence, right? So or instead of putting the mask on, he then jumps into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. going to go. The goal could be chalked off and he could still get the booking. For yeah, the, yeah, and the booking won't, won't get... See, this is the problem. This is becoming more like legalese. It's becoming more like... Like, a big debate about the rights and wrongs and ins and outs where you're going to have to have lawyers and barristers yeah, and solicitors exactly. come in rather than actually go with the flow of the game and just react to it. Speaking of Rooney and red cards, she got sent off yesterday. Did he? No, yeah. I saw the free kick he scored, yeah. which For, was a wonderful it's goal. It's his but... first sending off in uh, in America. He made it out like it was a big thing to be celebrated. But uh, it, was, it wasn't like he pulled the mask out from his uh, no. crotch or his underpants. It was just a two-footed tackle. So anyway, other talking points. Because uh, sort of, United have been a bit quiet this week, obviously. They got beat, beaten on Tuesday by Wolves, who, uh, who were going down to Watford 3-2. So perhaps Wolves should have rested a few players right. uh, for that one. Um, but Herrera seems to be a player who's really dividing opinion at the moment between, well, firstly, possibly between the management at Old Trafford, because it seems, now this is what's been reported, he's agreed, um, he's, he's done a sort of pre-contract agreement with PSG wow. to go to PSG for £200,000 a week. Now, this is where the debate on this starts to... There's two massive schools of thought. Firstly, there's the school of thought of people saying, look, Herrera, really like him, but he's, one, not worth £200,000 a week, and also he's not absolutely top draw. So he isn't... If you're going to be challenging for the league or you're going to be trying to want the Champions League, Herrera's like a kind of squad player. So if you do sell him and then you bring in a replacement, who knows who that would be, um, he's not somewhat... And, and that's been proven because he played under Van Hal's first year, so he's been there four years. This is his fifth season. Yeah. And he's not exactly ripped up trees. He's been good in some games, and then in other games, he's maybe struggles with consistency. He's a good sort of tackler, and he's a good player to get wind the opposition up, and he'll do a good ma job marking, but he doesn't score many goals a season. He doesn't make many goals a season. Is he... Is he as good as Darren Fletcher was, for instance, or Carrick, or Scholes, or Keane? And the answer is no. So why are PSG after him then, if he's not that good? Because he's probably something they've not got. He probably They look at him, also, Benjamin, they're in a very different league. So they probably see him and think maybe they've got Verratti, um, who is, he's probably a better player, I think, than Herrera Verratti. But he's like a tackler and he's all over the pitch. He's a good defensive midfielder. Maybe they think Herrera's back up for him or maybe Verratti's on his way. Who knows? 
why PSG wants him. Another interesting thing with this is because we signed Sanchez on a free in January, so it's now been, what, 14 months, 13 months we've had um, Sanchez on reported wages of half a million pounds a week. Wow. Certain players, so as we know famously, um, we've re-signed Phil Jones, we've re-signed Smalling. There's a lot of players that people think, why why have they re-signed? Because no one else would want them. Um, But then Matter's not re-signed. Again, I think possibly falls into the Herrera camp. Is he good enough? He's been there five years again. Doesn't even hold down a regular place in the team. So would you sign him? But And De Gea is another one who you definitely would want to keep. Um, they're all asking for, you know, much more money than they're currently on. And this is the Sanchez effect. That's what seems to be the perceived wisdom at the minute. And it was always the thing under Ferguson. And I know that students of Ferguson's like Sean Dyche and all these other people have always said the never be on less money than any of your players, mm. right? And as well as he's done, I don't think Sanchez, uh, I don't think that Solskjaer is on as much as Sanchez is. No, he won't be. He won't be. I don't, I don't know if anybody will be. I'd imagine Pogba, for instance, has probably got it written into his contract because Roy Keane, 20 years ago, had it written into his contract after the first five years that no one at the club, he always got parity with whoever was the top earner. Okay. So, and that was when he was getting 50 grand a week. Um, so if somebody came in and was at 55, he had to then automatically be moved up. So I'm sure Pogba's got a similar clause and I'm sure possibly Lukaku we signed later, maybe he has as well. But I mean, that would just be the Sanchez factor because he's not helped the team at all. No. But and how, how long was the contract that he signed? Was it a three year or a two year? For who? Sanchez. Um, I don't know. I think it was three. Wow. It might have been a two year. Because it's, it's either three or five, isn't it? That's the standard. And then so it must have been the, a three. Then, of course, the problem is, is I guess, if you're going to move them on, there's only certain places that you can move them to, players like that, like PSG, mm. or your Real Madrid or Barcelona, who've got those budgets to pay for those players. Who'll pay that? Unless, of course, you agree to sort of pay half. So go to Wolves and we'll, we'll take, I don't know, someone will take Jimenez. It's like a backup centre-forward. I, I, I still remember one of the best ever deals in football ever was when uh, we got Robbie Fowler on loan from Leeds and Leeds paid his wages. <laughs> well, yeah. although having said that, for what he did for us, I think there was a United player in the 50s who went for some ice cream or something. I think United famously bought a player for, because one of the United owners had an ice cream factory and he, uh, I can't remember who it was, if he talked, but it's in the 50s and he, he offered like four chests full of ice cream to the club and they just took one of their players. So the question we're asking you is, would you swap Sanchez for a Solero? I would, yeah. <laughs> Cornetto. Even one that had dropped on the floor is probably yeah. as, as good. So, on the back of this, another interesting talking point, again for United, um, is the Pogba court in Real Madrid, and we've not really spoken about that. So Yeah, because this all happened during the international break, yes. didn't it? And, and it's coincided with him going off the boil again, because mm-hmm. as soon as Mourinho was out the door and Solskjaer came in, Pogba looked like the player that everybody thought they were getting when you signed him. Yeah, because there were all these alleged problems between Pogba and Mourinho, and it seemed that some of it might have been made up, some of it might have been manufactured, but there were always bits of clips on Twitter, and then lately Mourinho was on a talk show and he talks about a footballer refusing after a victory, a local victory, which it seems to be Everton, when we beat Everton 2-0, saying he didn't want to go on the coach. He wanted to go in his own new Rolls-Royce that the chauffeur had done. And Mourinho said, don't do that because it looks really bad. 
So meet us like five miles outside of the ground, come on the coach with us, we'll pull over. And the chauffeur just turned up. Now, he's not been confirmed that was Pogba, but there's only a couple of players with a Rolls Royce at United and... It seems to be that was him. So there were problems. There were definite yeah. problems. He's also Mourinho's also since said that he thinks that there was a bit of a coup. The players sort of um, ganged up against him, and, and you know it's all his own fault as well. But Pogba, you could forgive that because it seemed for the first ten, but the first fifteen games under Solskjaer, he, he was playing out of his skin. He was making so many chances. He was making loads of goals. Then he got sent off against PSG. Uh, mm-hmm. So he misses the second leg and we end up playing a load of... Uh, we played Fro, uh, Fred, we played McTominay and they played absolutely fantastic well. We played Pereira. So all like youth team or, or new signings, they were fantastic. And then you kind of start going, oh, do we, do we miss him? And of course the results lost three of the last four games. Pogba's been largely invisible in all those. So again, you go, well, he's allowed to not... But he can't always be the best player every week. But in the meantime, to go away for France and say, oh, I really would like to play for Zinedine Zidane. Who wouldn't? It's always been my dream to play at Real Madrid. Um, what's going on, basically? How, how will fans perceive that personally? I'm, dis- I'm disappointed. From the outside looking in, it looks like um, Pogba maybe got his way with Mourinho going mm. and then was happy, was free to play. And then possibly something's gone on and he's had his head turned and he's going, actually, you know what? Maybe I just, I've already decided Mourinho or whoever's in, maybe it's Mourinho might have been the problem, maybe he wasn't the problem. And so what Pogba's done is he's gone, I'm just putting myself in the shop window. He's had the attention now and maybe there's some been some talk about it and he's gone, that's all right, I'm just going to sit back and, and rest. Now, and I, I guess that you're right with that whole thing where if you... If you're a certain player, you give them a break. You'll go, well, you can miss this game or you can miss a couple of shots because I know long-term you're going to come good and you, it's, it's worth it. But at that money and with those other players and, and as you say, with those young lads that have come through and have done really well without him and I say young lads, but you know, Fred wasn't cheap. No, no. Well, Mike Tomlin played him off the park against Wolves. Mike Tomlin looked fantastic. Pogba was largely invisible. Created a couple of like half chances for Lukaku. He could have arguably scored one of those. But not enough. He's not like dominating. He's getting the ball in good areas and just losing it outside the box. And you know, you've got to sort of question I, is he doing enough? I, I think I think to be fair to the young lad, you know, he's done all right at a little club and he just wants to move away to a you know a, a big move to a, shaker. A league of farmers. That's where he wants to go. <laughs> All right, so we're just getting, I think the final whistle has gone at Wembley. We'll find out what's happened there after the break on the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. It is the Manchester Football Social. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll know it's the podcast. If you're listening to the radio, you might not know about that. Uh, Just go wherever you get your uh, podcast from. I look for Manchester Football Social and you can catch up with all of the shows today in the uh, studio with me. We've got our journalist, Niall, who's going to bring us the latest from Wembley in a moment. Hello. Uh, We've also got a Man United fan, comedian... And the bloke that's helping me move house tomorrow, Alex yeah. Boardman. Got roped into that <laughs> Got one. Got that one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I really did. <laughs> I, I'm Ant McGinley, City fan and, uh, well, 
there's been a lot happening this weekend, really, except yeah. United didn't play at all. Well, United didn't play. They last played Tuesday, but City got through to the FA Cup final yesterday. They beat Brighton 1-0, and it was going to be between Wolves and Watford. Who were they going to play? Uh, so we'll find that out in a minute from Niall. Um, and that's about it, really. Not much Premier League action apart from Arsenal. We got beat at Everton, which means the race for fourth is super tight. There's, between third and sixth, there's two points in it. Yep, Man United fan getting excited about sixth place. There we go. That is you the did that the joke badly <laughs> last time, and it didn't work. I, I, I'm then. just still enjoying it. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, you, now you're completely neutral on this, being a, a Portsmouth fan now. But you were at Wembley last week yeah. for, for for that, and a week you, you, ago you mm. had a great time there. We caught up with you on the podcast about that. You know what it's like to experience victory at Wembley um, this month. <laughs> so actually can... technically it was the 31st of okay. March but so, I, I take yeah. your point so you can you can tell us what it's like for fans of a club beginning with W right now <laughs> yeah well having won and lost at Wembley as a Portsmouth fan I can tell you the Wolverhampton Wanderers fans will be absolutely gutted because Watford have won the FA Cup wow. semi-final by three goals to two Gerard De Lefeu, what a substitution by Javi Grazia he comes on has two shots, both on target, both goals. It's a shot to keep Watford in the game for 2-1 because they were 2-0 yeah. down and to And what Wolves. a goal that was, I saw yeah, that. that. Great a goal, great piece goal. of skill. And then he scores in extra time, 104 minutes on the clock, to make it 3-2. The comeback is complete and they managed to hold on for the victory, which is obviously massive news for Manchester City because I think if I was a City fan and you asked me, do I want Wolves or do I want Watford? Yeah. I would say Watford. Every day of the week. Yeah, every, every, every day, of the, day week. of the week. So I wonder, a few things arise from this. Um, the goalkeepers, both teams decided to play with the second-choice goalkeeper. Now, if you're Watford, if you're Wolves, have you been to Wembley that much lately? Are you getting there next season? Is it something you do? This is a dilemma for managers because you see them play their second second-choice keeper all the way through and then it gets to the quarterfinals or the semifinals mm. and they're a little bit like, well... Do we play our first choice keeper? Because there's so much on the line. There'll be a bit of cash involved for these clubs. It's day out for the fans. Chance to win silverware, which, as you say, doesn't come round very often. So, surely as a manager, you'd be... T- I mean, if you were the gaffer, Alex, you'd be tempted to put you your first would, choice. You, you would, you would. But then there's still part got, of your brain's going, look, don't, don't want to you know, you don't want to... Uh, but also, that I found out um, today, I didn't know this, um, what's it called, Espirito San Santo, Santo. Yep. was the reserve goalkeeper for Porto under Jose Mourinho. Yeah, so when I they played against that. each other, yeah, so, so Jose in his pre-match before the Wolves game earlier this season was talking about Nuno, and he calls him Nuno, he didn't expect him to be a manager, but actually he's turned out he's to be a really yeah. astute coach for brilliant. Wolves. And they've had a few managerial changes, mind you, Wolves, but they seem to have found something with him, and he's, yeah. he's brought in some class players. Jimenez, to sign in permanently is... Masterstroke, really. So that's one talking point. Another talking point, Wolves played with the exception of uh, Johnny, I think. Against United on Tuesday, they played effectively the same team that started today. And it's, they had the game won with 15 minutes to go. They were winning 2-0. Did they run out of steam? Was that an error? Should he have... Because, you know, Wolves are probably still going to only finish seventh. It's so mentally draining, though, playing at Wembley. And I know teams would have played there in the Premier League because Spurs have it as their home ground or did before the new ground opened. But even though it's the same stadium, there is that different feeling for a semi-final. And when you're 2-0 in front, I mean, as soon as Watford scored and then obviously when they grabbed the equaliser, balls of steel from Troy Deeney, by the way, right that in penalty. the 90th. Yeah, yeah, 90 second, wasn't it? Down the middle like that. 
brilliant penalty. Um, but I mean, the, the momentum swing. We talk about it all the time in football, momentum, whether that's in a title race, whether that's individuals in a game, it always happens. And I guess Watford just capitalised upon that momentum. But Wolves can't sit there and say they didn't see it coming because if you've done your research on the United game against Manchester yeah, United, they were great. Watford were excellent. Watford they were, were great. peppering the United goal, properly peppering the goal. So it's City against Watford. And cool. it means Elton John and the match of the day build up for it as well. And the benefit for City is that they don't have to worry about the FA Cup now until the Premier League season is over. The FA Cup tends to be the last thing in the domestic calendar. So Pep Guardiola can uh, put that nicely on the top shelf and wait for that day to come around. By then, now, it could be the only thing they've got left to hey, win. Yeah, <laughs> bit too much. So we started the show by talking about uh, City semi-final. And of course, one of the controversial moments in that game was the yellow card for Carl Walker, which arguably could have been a red card. So what I thought we'd do, we'd have a little quiz like we tend to do at the end of the show, <laughs> okay. with, with red cards for other things. So people that have been sent off for things that you might not, they got sent off for. Or rather, I'm going to get you to tell me what they were sent off for. So uh, Javier Mascarano was playing for Argentina in a World Cup qualifier against Ecuador. Ecuador. He loved the red card, didn't now, he? Now, he was being stretched off the pitch, right? <laughs> right. And received two yellow cards while being stretched off the pitch. What did he get sent off for? Wow. Two yellow cards. Yeah, two yellow. So he, he basically got injured, they stretched him off, and something happened while he was being stretched off that got him sent off. Did he do some ironic clapping at the referee and then did he spit at someone? <laughs> okay, good guess. That's a pretty good <laughs> guess. <laughs> you can get yellow cards for stupid stuff, like having your shin pads on show. Um, your sock's not being pulled up high enough. Leaving the pitch without the referee's permission. I'm going to go for maybe he was already on a yellow and then he's he's been stretched off without the referee saying he can go off. Wow. And he's been booked for that. Well, he was actually stretched off in one of those little golf buggies and for some reason he starts kicking the driver of the golf buggy, <laughs> which he gets booked for, and then he protests and he gets off the buggy and walks over to the referee, gets in the referee's face and gets another yellow card. Um, so during a game uh, for Dorchester... Um, a My cousin supports them. Yeah, a mankini-clad pitch invader disrupted the game. Games at one all. Dorchester player manager gets a red card for his reaction to the mankini wearing pitch invader what did he do he rugby tackled him to the ground do you know that for a fact my cousin's a dorchester fan yeah i imagine pretty, that's that's pretty much exactly what really? he did. Yeah. basically the stewards were going around for about two minutes couldn't catch him because because they were out of shape he goes i'm sorting this out catches him referee sends him off wow i remember brian clough clipping a forest fan around the ear after they'd won a game i think and he didn't, he didn't get booked or yellow carded in those days. Okay, here's, here's, here's a brain teaser for you. Lyndon Lungfist was playing in a game between Jana SK's reserves and Persagan SK. He got shown a second yellow card. Now, he didn't touch another player. He didn't say anything to the referee. He didn't say anything to the fans. And he didn't touch the ball. What did he get the yellow card for? What Niall said earlier, re-entering the field of play without the ref's permission. Oh, good guess, right? Oh, no idea. No Gonna, idea? Yeah, my, I've, I've had a right brain blank there. Okay, he received the yellow card for farting. What? <laughs> <laughs> Referee Danny Kako in his match report deemed it to be unsportsmanlike behaviour and said that he perceived the incident to be deliberate provocation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've all had that in five assignments. I was going to say, I'd have been out of this studio at quarter past six <laughs> if the rules were applied in here. All right, okay, so tiebreaker for the end. All right. 
So, uh, during an Argentinian fifth-tier game between rivals Claypool and Victoriana Arenas, referee Damian Rubino set the world record for the most red cards brandished in a game. Wow. How many red cards did he give? So isn't, isn't the game abandoned after a certain amount? I say, when you're down to eight a side, it's, they can't carry on playing, so it must be... St- I'm going to say seven. Must be seven, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to say well, ten, then. Oh, no, we can both go seven. No, you've you got to go for ten. Ten, I'll go ten. You're going for ten. He brandished... Well, OK, so I'll tell you the story. Why don't we the, go closest to... There was a win. brawl that included fans, the managers, and all the players on the pitch. The referee restored order by sending every single player <laughs> off, even those that were on the subs bench. Wow. He brandished 36 red cards. Wow. Which is still the world oh, wow. record. That's a lot more paperwork than just abandoning the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine the fines. He yeah. must be one of those where you get he's fined still writing his pa- He's yeah. still writing his Because don't they write the name on the back of the card? Surely he's going to run out by the time he gets he's there. Still anyway, uh, that's it. Thank you very much for playing the quiz. Uh, I'll give that one to Alex because he was closer. All right. Because <laughs> I lost 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, big week coming up. Uh, United take on Barcelona. City take on Spurs in the Champions League. It's getting very exciting. It's going to be a big month of football. Uh, and you can keep up with it at the Manchester Football Social. Uh, Niall, thank you very much for coming in to join us. Alex, thank you very much. Goodbye. And uh, I'll be back on Tuesday for Blue Moon Rising. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show.